direction I was going to go. And as I was doing that, I found myself thinking about titles of what turned out to be the full gospel. When you hear the term full gospel, I don't know what pops in your brain, but the full gospel message is the message that uh, was coined back early when the holiness revival had swept through the great awakening, had come through America and churches were in revival and uh, Amy Simple McPherson, if that's a name to you familiar in history, she's the founder of what is called the Four Square Gospel Church. Uh, Tim Lawson pastors the local Four Square Gospel Church here in Berea. And it's a Pentecostal church. And Amy Simple McPherson founded that. And it was based on the four, uh, the four messages of the gospel. And that is that Jesus is Savior, and Jesus is the sanctifier, that's holiness, the holiness revival. Jesus is our healer, and Jesus is our soon-to-come king. And then when the Holy Ghost began to be poured out after the Great Awakening in, in the early 1900s, late 1800s, the Holy Ghost began to pop all over the world. And people were being filled with the Holy Ghost and revisiting Acts 2, and it was an amazing move of God that still goes today. They, that was added to where the full gospel now is Jesus is our Savior, Jesus is our sanctifier, Jesus is our Holy Ghost baptizer, Jesus is our healer, and Jesus is our soon-to-come king. And I found myself making notes to where I, where I preached all of that except the second coming, which I was going to talk about today. That Jesus is our Savior, and we thank him for the sanctifying work. We went back and preached about holiness, preached about the Holy Ghost baptism last week with signs and wonders. We talked about healing. But if we don't remind ourselves that there is coming a day when Jesus is going to return and call us up to meet him in the air, that if we don't preach that, we're not preaching the full gospel. People have fallen in love with the world, and they love this place. And even there are Christians that don't like the thought of leaving here. And uh, we have to remind ourselves that there's something much better than what we have and that the Lord saved us for eternity and that our eternal home in heaven rivals anything we'd ever be able to think about here. John in Revelation did a wonderful job of describing it as he saw it, but I'm convinced that he failed to describe it in its beauty. I know that that city will be indescribable. It is indescribable to us, and I know that Jesus and eternity and all that is promised us just is too big for us to grasp, but it's still real. 
I know we're reading this story. When I was a kid being raised in the church, I, the Lord gave me two visions that I have never forgotten. When I was a kid, I was a boy. And one, I'll just tell you one of the visions. One of the visions that God gave me that I was out playing in the backyard and I was laying on my back summertime staring up at the sky and I saw coffins being going up in the sky. And I just kid, but I knew because I was raised at the church that I knew that the Lord was giving me a vision of the rapture. That the dead in Christ were going to rise and then people that were alive and remain at that time would be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And I know the Lord has given me a vision of that because he had plans for my life that I didn't know at the time. And uh, I'd be telling people about that. And I'm here to remind you that no matter how comfortable you are here, God is going to speak to Jesus one day and he's going to say, go get my church. And he's going to come. He's going to come in the clouds. There'll be a sound of a trumpet that, to get our attention. And we're going to be miraculously caught up to meet him in the air. And the Bible says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so that's coming. And what you see happening in the church world today, because several of us have been to, to Wilmore, we've been to Asbury, and some have gotten more than I got out of it, and I'll just leave it at that. And uh, it's just been amazing. And there, I heard today that they're looking for ways now to, you know, they think maybe the time to meet every day is, is coming to an end. But it's, but it's done what God is intending, not done, is doing what God intended for it to do because that kind of move of God touches people everywhere. And what all this is for is to get the church ready for the rapture. All this is for is to get this church, I'm our pastor, so I'll talk to us, to get us out of our comfortable love of the world and our comfortable love of having service neatly packaged, some good singing and some decent preaching and some good Sunday school. We do our church thing and we go home and we feel good about all of that. When God is saying, now is the time that I'm going to mess you up. And if you don't want to get messed up, then you need to find a church that's not going to ask you to get messed up. <laughs> but if you don't mind getting messed up, we're glad you're with us because we want God to mess us up. Can I get an amen from my church today? I mean, can, can, uh, I mean, we, we want God just to mess us up. But we want God just to do something amazing in us because it's getting us ready for the end. This is all about getting ready for the end. I don't know how much time we have. The Bible teaches the imminent return, and I've taught that a lot here. There's a big difference between the word immediate and imminent. Immediate means that there's no time lapse between something, but imminent means it can take place at any time. We believe in the imminent return of the Lord. 
because he did not return immediately. They looked for him immediately, but he did not return immediately. But he could come at any moment at any time because it's going to happen soon according to the word. Now, soon, God lives in a timeless eternity, so that time means nothing to God. So don't get all tore up because it hasn't happened yet. He said, I'm coming back. And Hebrews 9.28 says, to those that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. That means to expect it. That's what that means. I've told this story, but when Dinah and I moved to Beityville, that was our first appointment. We moved to Beityville and pastored the Beityville Church of God and loved it there. And still love that city and love those people. And mom and my sister came, they called one day and set up a time they were going to come and spend the weekend with us. Well, we were from Louisville and out of Louisville, I should say. We did, Paul hadn't been born yet. We were by ourselves, loved our church and all that. But I mean, to, but we went home a lot and the idea of family coming down was exciting. So anyway, they were coming down when Susan got off work on Friday. Well, Susan never gets in a hurry. And Diana, I forget what time it was, but Diana said, I'm going to bed. I'll see them in the morning. That's why I'm going to sit up till they come. And I never had had cable before, so we had cable TV there. And I was watching the Atlanta Braves baseball. And it was like it got one in the morning, got two in the morning. I think it got three in the morning. And every time a car drove by, we lived right on 52, and every time a car drove by, I would go out and I would pull the curtain back to see if it was them because I was expecting them. I was looking for them. When I looked and it wasn't them, it did not mean they weren't on the road. It does, did not mean that they did not eventually, and they did, pull into the driveway and spent the weekend with us. Even though I looked and looked and looked and Dinah went to bed, they still showed up. So this thing of saying, well, I've heard that preaching all my life. I've heard all my life that he was coming back. I've heard all my life that Jesus was going to return and I'm X years old now and it's not happened yet. And they've, mama talked about it, daddy talked about it, grandpa talked about it. It doesn't mean he's not on the road and it doesn't mean he's not coming back. He is coming back. The Lord Jesus is going to return. <clears throat> and those that look for him, that expect it, can I get blunt preaching with you today? If you're out getting drunk, you're not expecting him to come. If you're out sleeping around, you're not expecting him to come. If you're cussing out your neighbor, if you're, if you're sinning willfully before, the, but, but, but before men, you're not expecting him to come. And so you're going to be shocked when he comes. But for us that are looking for him, we're going to shout our way all the way up to glory. We're going to shout on the streets of gold. We're going to shout in praise for eternity. I tell you, Berea Church of God and our guest today, Jesus Christ is coming back and we got to be looking for him because he's coming. 
whether you believe it or not, or whether you're looking for him or not, the imminent return of Christ is upon us. The promise was made in Hebrews 10, 37 that he would come, quoting from Habakkuk that said, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. May I quote that again? Habakkuk said, and the writer of Hebrews quoted, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Tell your neighbor he's coming back. Well, come on, tell your neighbor, say he's coming back. Now tell your neighbor, say if you're ready or not, he's coming back. Come on now, tell, tell him, tell him. I'm telling you Jesus is coming back. He's coming back at any moment, at any time, and I'm ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm ready for heaven. I'm homesick for heaven. I'm hungry for heaven. Give God a great big praise right now, will you? Praise his name. We're told in verses 38 and 39 of the text to stand strong. Delaney, if we could get that uh, slide that I sent you late, the quote from uh, Francis Asbury, please. I know I sent this on Facebook, but I wanted us to read it uh, this morning. I won't have to read from this one because of my eyesight. Francis Asbury said this, who Asbury University is named after. He was a circuit rider Methodist preacher. Most of you probably know that. But he was a circuit rider Methodist preacher sent here, sent to America by John Wesley himself. John Wesley himself appointed Francis Asbury to come to America, and he was a circuit rider preacher. Most circuit rider Methodist preachers didn't live past their mid-30s because of dangers. But Asbury said this, we must reach every section of America, especially the raw frontiers. I love this part. We must not be afraid of men, devils, wild animals, or COVID. We must not. We must not. Because God has commissioned us. God has commissioned us and God has called us and God has said go. The theme of the circuit rider, I know most of you read that, but the theme of Asbury, Asbury said our theme is forward. And I love that. I love watching the news and seeing how the news there at Asbury at the, in the chapel and right there over that big, huge pipe organ it said, holiness unto the Lord. And I just loved reading that. And then I read Asbury said, our theme must be forward. So you know what, Berea Church of God? Do you know what? I'm sick and tired of just sitting in a sanctuary feeling good about Jesus. I'm ready to impact the world for the glory of God. I'm ready to go forward. How about you? Do I have anybody going to help me go forward? I'm telling you, I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready to see God use us in a way that God has never used us before. And, um, and I, it, it's just time. You know why it's time? Because we wait for him. And he's coming soon. And if we're not about our father's business, we will certainly face the correction and judgment of God 
I'm not saying we'll go to hell, but we'll, 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 be, we'll face God for not being obedient to what God has called us to do. So, here we are. Here we are, revived. Here we are, excited. Here we are, ready to move forward. And we want you to join us. We want everybody to be a part of this. We want everybody to move with us as we move forward and let God use us in these last days because he's coming soon. And we wait for him. <sighs> Father, Bam, would you come on back up and Rose, would you come up and just sing some more of that as we end the service today? Father God, thank you for this wonderful day. We do not deserve anything you do for us. Everything you do is by your act of grace and mercy. For that, we are thankful. I thank you for salvation in the house today. I thank you for revival in the house today. I thank you for what you're doing in the house today. But Father God, this is all about getting the bride ready. And I, we know that's true. It's just the truth. You're getting the bride ready 